Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my G's. Another lovely message from Beth here. Um, just to let you know, again, trigger warning on the beginning of the episode. If you're not in a good headspace to listen to something that's quite serious or something that mentions um, mental health or um, turbulent family relationships, that kind of thing. Like, it's not great, not fun. If you're not ready for that, don't listen to, listen to our little self-isolation, sleepover, slumber party. Just chill out, you know? don't You don't feel like you have to listen to this. Um, also, just a disclaimer, this um, audio is pretty unedited because it's very, very very freaking difficult to, to edit on the app that we're using right now currently so it's going to be a bit cut like hit and miss like there will be some very awkward pauses and maybe a little bit of chatter that you don't usually hear but you know what you get the behind the scenes so please enjoy um look after yourselves stay safe and wash your hands okay much love goodbye enjoy the episode start at the very beginning a very good place to start right hello welcome hi welcome 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 to that was a really awkward pause i don't know why let's just i've had these are going to be so we kind of still getting a hang of recording long distance and the editing on the app that we use to record these which is anchor shout out um it's really hard um (laughs) and so there's going to be a lot of awkward pauses and if we leave things in that we want to cut out then just like accept it move on we're sorry we're trying our best we're doing our best with the tools that we have like exactly we're all in this together Get your head out of your asshole. Exactly. Also, if you can hear like random noises on my side of it, I well, I've just closed my window. I did have my window open, and the dog has joined. Oh well, damn! Your audio has just gone very funky all of a sudden, my love. It's all like. Is it? Oh yeah. no! What happened? What happened? It was fine like two seconds ago. Is it okay now? No. What has happened? Hang on, let me put it like, is that any better? There's like a weird fuzzy like background noise. Hmm. Have you got headphones? Yeah, they're in. Are they in? Yeah. Did you just put them in? No, 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 they've been in the whole time. Well then what the fuck is happening there? I really hope it's not the dog. Have you gone into a different area of your room? Literally no, sit in the exact same place. How's your Wi-Fi connecting right now? It's absolutely fine. Oh, well. Can you that's... hear my voice clearly? Is it okay? I can hear your voice clearly. There's just a very weird little... ...in the background. Mm, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh dear. dear. Well, we well, might just it, have to deal with this. Okay, we're just going to deal with it. You know what? Let's deal with it. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, we so. were we were going to upload this last week. Um, yeah. But due to Corona, um, we didn't get a chance to record it before our normal publish day. Our so, fave bitch, Corona. Yeah, Love exactly. of my life. Absolutely. Do not know what I would do without her. Then. Corona. <laughs> Getting older. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to question. Don't ask. Just don't even. Just, there's no um, need. 
But yeah, we were going to upload this last week because last week, last Sunday in the UK, it was Mother's Day. Mother's Day special. So we were going to do a cheeky Mother's Day special and talk about the relationship we have with our mothers. With our mothers. And obviously, we've had some issues before with putting personal things on the podcast. Um, mm. But hopefully, <laughs> this time. Nobody will be enraged about our relationships with our mothers. Um, no. So, yeah, we'll, we're going to keep it kind of not like we're, we're going to obviously talk about it, but I, personally, I'm going to keep it pretty vague and not go into too much detail. Just kind of explain to you the situation a little bit and just give you an insight into yeah, mother and daughter relationships. Just, you know, it's never our intention on the podcast to upset, offend, or you know, just generally irritate anyone. So, you know, anything we say is, you know, facts, truth, and our emotional response to those things, um, which are things that, you know, you know. Our personal experiences. (laughs) Yeah, they're personal. And if you don't like that, then then listen. you know, kindly is, fuck off. This, this is your this is your polite slash impolite way of saying if you don't want to listen to that sort of thing, this is your opportunity to turn off now. Yeah, this isn't your podcast. Like this is not the podcast for you, hun. No. Go find some other podcasts. We have some great podcast recommendations for yes. you if you want to hear those. Let us know. Like just leave now because we talk about literally anything and everything. Yeah, because you know even the podcast episode we're talking about in question which i'm not going to name in case it causes any once again no i'll name it the truth behind our friendship podcast episode got a lot of um backlash backlash but but you know like it's just you know we created this safe space in order to talk about all the things that we wanted to talk about um you know, literally in this little bubble, in this safe space, and that's exactly what we're doing. We have we haven't gone against any of the guidelines of any of the places where this podcast is streamed. Um, yes. We, you know, we just, you know, I was going to say something really like good, then, and I completely forgot what it was. Proud. I just want to say, all the names we use are fake names, other than Mum, because other than Mum, because you can't <laughs> really make a fake name. All the names we use are fake names. Um, please don't hate on the people we talk about in this podcast no. if you find out who they are. They may not be behaving the way that they're behaving anymore. Yeah, our parents and our our mums may not be behaving the way they're behaving. Like, just it's not. A case yeah. of us wanting to have a go. It's a case of us no. wanting to express our experiences and tell the truth about situations that happen to us. And the exact reason why we started all of this is to start a conversation about things that aren't spoken about. And that is exactly what's happened with exactly. um, the truth behind our friendship episode. You know, conversations have started, some very insightful ones that I never probably would have had otherwise. And that's exactly why we're doing this. So I and think it's it so important. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so important that people know that they're not alone in these experiences and the horrible things that have happened to you and me. You're not alone in the trauma that you've experienced. And you're not alone. And we, in how and you we feel. want exactly even, you even want... if you haven't, you know, been through something massively traumatic. In, you know, exactly. in respect of everything else that's going on in the world, 
you know, you're not alone in how you're feeling. Your emotions are your you're emotions. Never alone. Exactly. And I just think, I mean, personally, I don't think we owe an explanation because we've explained time and time again yeah. what this podcast is. And I don't think we owe certain people an explanation. But I also want to make it clear to the people that are listening and the people that do care about this podcast, this is what we're doing. Um, and for everybody else, again, leave. Yeah, if you if you don't want to listen to it, why put yourself through it? Exactly. You know, there is absolutely no need for it. If you can't handle our truth, then please go live in your own truth. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why we also, um, where appropriate, we tend to put trigger warnings because if you get easily... Um, you know, if you become emotionally distressed by talking things like suicide or drug abuse or anything like that, obviously we're going to forewarn you. So take yeah, this please. as the forewarn that we're going to talk about something your person, and if you don't like it, tough. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, we're not going to censor our own experiences and our own trauma and our own difficulties. Well, it wasn't censored for us when we went through it, was it? Exactly, and a lot of people don't get that, that the ability to censor their own issues and I think it would be a dis, dis. I think it would be what's the word? Dis, dishonor or dishonest. something like it would. It would be dishonest and it would not be doing it justice yeah. if we just toned it down. So right here, right now, please do not listen to this if you have difficulty with suicide or if you have a difficult relationship with your mum and you're just not ready to hear something like that about yeah. this or you're really struggling emotionally at the moment. Please do not listen to our farmer episode, our bonus episode about our little self isolation summer party. We'll have more of those coming for you. Yes, if, if you, you want, don't want them. to be in the deep if, stuff. If you if you want them, we will do. We can make them like a weekly thing, like every Wednesday. Yeah. We could do We're happy a self isolation sleepover. Exactly. And when the self isolation is over, over, we can do a lovely little um, round up. <laughs> round up, round we, up. We could do um, uh, a compilation of the best bits of all our self isolation sleepovers. Exactly. That would be a good idea. And we could just do positive Wednesdays, you know what? And then after after quarantine's over, we just do positive Wednesdays that you can just listen to little sections of us just having a fun time. Oh, we need a thing called a positive word that begins with W. That would fit it. Wonderful Wednesdays, Wonderful. no. One, one, one. Wow. Wowzer, it's Wednesday. Wacky Wednesdays. <laughs> we could do Wacky Wednesdays. Wacky Wednesdays. Whoa. Whoa! If you have any name suggestions that begin with W, let us know on our social medias, which are Rachel. Take it away. Our Instagram is bb underscore podcasts. No, it's at bb. Well, it's, I just thought to the acid and it really threw me out. Then that's really weird. Oh my god! So, you are having right. Let's let's re, let's, let's try that restart again. that again. Rachel, take it away. So find us on Instagram at bb underscore podcast, or feel free to email us because nobody has as of yet. At, Thank you very You're much, so my lovely now. Shall we get into the big bulk of the episode? Let's do it. Yes, Queen. Ooh, do you want to stop it here and then record again? We should we could probably just carry okay. on because I can cut this. <laughs> yeah, you've like said that last time. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this. Bye guys. This is never gonna be seen on the internet. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> So I haven't, you know, this is more of a discussional topic, I personally think. Um, it's yes. not like last week's dark, deep episode where we had an entire 
timeline written down. Um, this is more of a discussion. So, Beth, just a nice discussion. Beth, tell us about yes. um, your current living situation, who you would class your primary carer as, and, you know, you, how your well, upbringing as a child with your mum. Without going into too much deets, because obviously it's not... Yeah, not without, without divulging too much so you can't, like, stalk me on the internet or anything. Um, I currently live with my dad, my stepmom, and my eldest stepbrother, Harry. Um, my other stepbrother is off at university, doing really well. I'm not going to tell you which one because, again, not going to divulge that in- information on the internet. Um, but, yeah, he's off at university, and my other stepbrother, unfortunately, has passed away. So he is... In heaven, but um, I have two sisters. I have one older sister called Tegan and one younger sister. Um, I'm not going to say her name because she's still a under child. the age of 16, yeah. so it's a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> but she, um, she's my half-sister. Um, lovely, love them all. I grew up with my older sister and my three stepbrothers and my younger sister kind of came about halfway through my ageing period. Wow! So you've basically given away her age. <laughs> yeah great excellent so if you're a paedophile <laughs> one way to um, put it. anyway <laughs> um so yeah i grew up um primarily with my mum yeah. um she had quite a few partners um some more serious than others and it my mum and dad got divorced very early on in my life when i was about five six years old and unfortunately that meant I didn't get to see my dad a lot and there was a whole lot of issues with my mum and my mum's mental health herself and I'm still pretty unsure of everything that happened and everything that's true and not true but she has um, pretty severe mental health issues which kind of affected me throughout my childhood and adolescence and when I turned I think 16, 17, um, my mum got married, well, she was married to somebody called Dave, stepdad Dave, loved to pieces. Yeah, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, um, and it kind of all came to a head when he unfortunately passed away from terminal cancer, and my mum had a bit of a breakdown, and so I moved out and lived with my dad for a while, because I had nowhere else to go, and now I don't speak to my mum anymore due to several reasons because looking back on my childhood now I know that it wasn't healthy to speak to Mm. her and have her in my life and she's not the greatest presence in my life and she's caused a lot of issues for me and really affected my own mental health but I have a lot of um I I feel like I'm just chatting loads I have a lot of (laughs) I have a lot of um kind of difficulty with the association between me and her because I know that there are a lot of things that she has given me like genetically wise like my personal struggles with mental health and everything it's it's a very complicated relationship I have with my mum but currently I'm not talking to her um I'm not really in contact with her and I'm not really planning on being in contact with her and having her in my life so I'm pretty estranged from her right now um just want to point out here that even though me and Beth don't have the same, you know, the exact same stories or anything like that, we wanted to talk about this because I, what I see are both of our relationships with our mums is very different from the norm. Um, yes. I was going to say particularly Beth, but I feel like both of ours 
yeah I think mine my life experiences and my um experiences are very difficult to relate to yeah. like They're I say that I'm like on some yeah I've got like just you know I don't think you can understand really because I'm just like no, so I, I, I just know. can't um, <laughs> um, basically yeah I have quite a unique experience with family and especially with my relationship with my mum but most both mine and Rachel's relationships with our parents in general are quite not odd because no relationship is odd but they're not what you'd consider yeah. norm and we would love for if you're listening to this and you have a similar story like email us yeah. let us know we won't have or to share it. we just want to be here for you yeah we we would love to hear your stories and whatever you want to talk yeah. about yeah. you know what I mean anyway how's your relationship like with your mum explain so, to me give me a backstory I have a pretty like normal average childhood so you know I've very much grew up in like I had my mum my dad and my younger brother and we were like the perfect nuclear family um you know like obviously I I'm not a perfect child um I'm <laughs> who is very no is. so you know me and my mum would we would fight you know all all the time um particularly as I reached like 10 11 12 like tweens yeah. slash teens you know really really came to her head but at the end of the day I always knew that she was my mum and like I my you know like I always thought you know friends come and go but I feel like my mum was always like the solid person in my life um but then when I was 14 um I found out she was having an affair um with a woman who was 25 um rocked the boat (laughs) a bit I'm not gonna lie to you um and (laughs) I think they were together for a few months before my dad found out. And then dad moved out and things were very tense between me and mum because I was happy for her that she came out, but it was really, really difficult because of all the pain that she put everyone else through, i.e. me, my brother, who doesn't really speak about anything, so he's, like, a completely closed book. So it's kind of like you had to guess how he felt, and even then you can't guess accurately. I have to say, like, not to no, no, interrupt your story because you're Thank doing you. very well, but um, I think, like, the whole coming out, there's a lot of older people coming out recently who have been in marriages, like Philip yeah. Schofield and everything like that, people coming out, people exploring who they are, which is amazing yeah. and wonderful, but I don't think we should forget the effect that that has on the yeah. family around them, and it's it's not a case of, you're not selfish for for being like, oh, I feel really sad that this I've lost like what I thought this yeah. person was and you're not being selfish for feeling like that because it's a really it can be a really tough time but obviously being LGBT is not no. a problem it's just a case well, of it's, it's working like through having, the yeah it's like having a revelation about anything it's like saying oh did you know I used to have like a third nipple you know even then I'd be a bit like what why didn't you tell me I've just got to... okay <laughs> Rachel I have an announcement what? for you I actually have, right, I don't even know if I want to say this on the pod. Just say it. I'm going to do it. I have do a third you? nipple. Yeah, well, it's not really a third nipple. Like well, it friends. It's very small. It's, yeah, literally. It's very small. It's like a little birthmark just under my boob. And it was. they said, oh, that's like a third nipple. And I've, I've still got it. I, was, I, might, I won't, like, you know, show it to the group. It's tiny. It's nubbing. It's my little nubbin, so I put my little Aww. third nipple. And you know what? 
everyone is i always hear jokes about people with third nipples it's not weird no, it's not gross stop it's not. D- stop discriminating against the third nipple gang if you've got a third nipple exactly. get in touch <laughs> let us know send us your third nipple stories anyway completely got yeah. off topic from your relationship no, with your mom let's go back so to it was the like the revelation of it was such a massive shock it's kind of like i don't even like know this person anymore and it was yeah. It was really difficult because, as I say, like, even though me and my mum fought all the time, like, you know, when it came down to it, she was, like, my biggest, you know, person in my life. And then when I was came out, yeah. and it was like, oh, my God, like, mum had a life before me. Like, what? What? That That's yeah. not a thing. Like, It's crazy. I do think there is that thing of, like, parents being, like, parents have that like parents are actually human beings and not yeah. weird superheroes i think everyone has that weird like moment in their life where they're like oh my god my parents I know. are actually like just like a my human parents life before me and they went out and did all the things that they're telling me not to do now what <laughs> um, but yeah so all that happened and we were really strained because i really felt like i lost an attachment to my mum not only because, you know, there was this massive secret and it finally came out, but also because there was now somebody in her life that was taking all of her attention away from me and my brother. Um, yeah. Which was really hard to adjust to, but I'm sure that would happen with any step-parent that comes in. Um, but, and, you know, her first girlfriend wasn't very nice at all. Um, should we give her, give her a phone name? <laughs> no, I'm joking, like... <laughs> Um, she was really like not nice and then that caused even more strain um, and eventually they did break up and it was like the best time of my life um, and then yeah. not long after she broke up with said person she met her current wife um, mm. and she met her current wife in a really horrible horrible time in our lives she met she met her like in between her parents deaths so my my granny died no so my my mum's parents died like two months you know gap between them and it's just you know the amount of heartbreak that we all went through in that time was just oh it was just so overwhelming um, yeah. so the fact that she did yeah. find this person in her life I was really really grateful because I could then turn to this person and be like look I can't I can't cope with mum like there were days when mum would yeah. just wouldn't get out of bed and she wouldn't do anything I was yeah. like are you gonna <laughs> it almost like yeah, roles reversed a little bit like you've become the mum in that situation it was, just, it was really really difficult so I did rely on um, her partner a lot during that time um, and we became yeah. really good friends. And during the mm. whole argument that happened in school, they were absolutely 100% there for me, on my side, to do anything for me. And I was so, so grateful to them for that. But then... It's so lovely to have, yeah. I think, in your... When you... When you're... when Because I think a lot with parents... I, f- I feel no, like no, they no, just no, keep no, jumping into your story. <laughs> I feel like a lot with parents, there's parents who especially are divorced and they're trying to find new people you've kind of got that weird um distance from the people that they meet and their partners and you're very like it's really difficult to I think introduce a new parent or a new parent figure into a child's life because they're so 
against it I think there's a lot of fear there about new people coming into their lives especially if you've been through difficult situations before and difficult past experiences um yeah and I think a lot of people around me at the time were saying like wow like not only has your mum moved on quick no offense mum but you did um (laughs) but I have too because even though her first girlfriend was really awful like you know, she was abusive to her children and she, I, I don't really know the full extent of everything that happened with her and mum. But, um, yeah, we can't go into things that we don't particularly know about, but I, I do understand yeah. what you're talking about. Um, and for me to then just accept this new person in pretty wholeheartedly, you know, they, she moved in with her son within like four months, maybe five months, and then they oh, got awesome. engaged a month after. And I remember when they got engaged. And I sob so hard because I was like, it's just like the last time. And mum was like, no, it's not, no, it's not. And I was like, but it is. <laughs> and it was, I think it was just before or around the time of the argument. So I so much on my plate anyway. Um, but, yeah. you know, we kind of got over that and I kind of got used to the idea of it. And then, as I say, they were there for me throughout the whole argument thing. Um, but then... When I got with my now ex-boyfriend, things just seemed to change. I don't know yeah. if it was me, like, sort of growing up and being, like, like I need my independence, but like, I can't, like, cope with living in, like, a family unit anymore because I'm 16 and I need my independence and I need to be able to go out and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And, but then I had this boyfriend who's, probably pointing out all the wrong things to me like oh don't you think that um your mum's girlfriend is like you know overstepping the mark a bit with like how she's yeah. and how she's like well like um ruling the house and how she's kind of taking the house on as her own yeah kind of planting those yeah. seeds of doubt i guess and then as soon as you said it i could see it and i was like oh my god he's right like oh my god so then we yeah. started arguing and then me and mum started arguing again and it was awful it was like we me and mum would like not scream good. at no. each other downstairs both crying um yeah it was really it was really tough um because once again <laughs> she was like my rock she was my person and then I sort of lost her to yeah. another girlfriend um and eventually I did get kicked mm. out um or I moved down whatever we want to put it um <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Um, I got kicked out in the July, and I lived with my boyfriend for a little while, and then I eventually moved into my land, which is where I am now. Um, and then, <coughs> sorry, I've got a really dry throat. Um, it's just Corona. A throat, I promise. Um, I, I don't know. Um, so mum told me that she's getting married day after my birthday which is valentine's day um which meant she wouldn't be able to see me on my birthday and i kind of was like well that's it that just proves you're choosing her over me i'm never gonna speak to you ever again and that was it i didn't speak to her for probably 20 months maybe 18 months yeah i'm not too sure i think i'm i'm just gonna interject once again (laughs) but there is again there is that like big fear i think of having your parents having somebody else in their life and being like not because you 
crave that attention but just because yeah. you like need attention and need love from your parents and there's a fear that you're going to lose that especially when you've been yeah. abandoned before like there's that definite anxiety that kind of underlies all of your decisions and all, all yeah. your actions so kind of um i i just i just really felt like what like you know that phrase where like you can hold on to a hot stone for as long as you like, but it will continue to burn you the longer that you hold it. I really felt like my mum was the hot stone. Yeah. And I was like, I just need to let go. I yeah. just need to get rid of it. Um, and, yeah. you know, it was it was so difficult because I was 16, 17, 18. Um, you know, and I, I didn't have my mum. And I feel like there's one of the most poignant years when you need your mum. And I very yeah. often would seek um like mother figures like particularly in work like I have a couple of colleagues who I see with, like my work mums and stuff like that yeah it's quite a common thing for people who have like lost parents either to death or just because of like arguments or they just don't speak to them anymore it is really difficult and I'm sure they'll probably there's a lot of people yeah. that listening will be able to relate to the struggles going through like not having someone who was supposed to be there and who a, like you, you feel they're meant to be there, and having them not yeah. there is really difficult, and must have been really yeah, awful no, for you. It was, and I'm sure it is for you now because you don't see your mum. Um, well, maybe well. not. <laughs> my relationship with yeah. my very um, good, but yeah. But eventually, like last autumn, I started like trying to get back into contact with my mum, and I was really, really nervous. Do it because I was like, Oh, what if I'm just like throwing myself into the firing line all over again and I'm just going to get my self hurt yeah. all over again? And I just, yeah. I genuinely thought I just couldn't cope with it if it happened again. Like, I genuinely thought like that would be it. Um, because it, you know, hurt hurts like emotional hurt just damages you yeah. so much. But when it happens to one of like to the person that when the person who does it is the person that raised you and like you know the person yeah, that brought the person you into this world like, it's not just the person that grew raised you, you it's the person that physically grew you inside yeah. of their body grew you like a little bud of <laughs> like beautiful in an egg cell. <laughs> <laughs> um grew you know, like that's a celery in an eggshell it's just such a hurt and I was yeah I just couldn't to go through it again um but we've taken yeah. it really slowly it's been like what month we're now march so it's probably been like four or five months taking it slow bonding over animals and so far so good it's going okay yeah. i have to say from my experience with your mum I, I mean personally from the outside i think she's a lovely very strong very like um what's the word resistant yeah. and like determined woman and she, i feel like obviously you get a lot of your traits from her and your humor and a your strength and your power and everything like that and, and that scares me for the future <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think it's really good i like i think you have it's really positive yeah. that she's back in your life and i'm so happy that you've been able to work that out between each other because i think if it is possible to have somebody in your life that, and it's yeah. not going to hurt you to have them it is so good to have a parent and like a mother figure yeah. or a father figure if we're gonna get into fathers but like it's so important to have that in your life because it is a massive part of your psychology and a massive yeah. part of your development 
is due to your parents and your childhood experiences. Again, yeah, not a therapist. No, this is, this I, this is, is just like coming from my We're not personal. Again, if, again, in case we just need to just state to, it one more time for the record. We're not therapists. This is just coming from my personal experiences with the chats I've had with um, clinical psychologists, um, DBT therapists, <laughs> child therapists, the list social goes workers. Um, yeah, basically, I've had a lot of experience talking to these medical professionals and this is kind of what I've been told about childhood trauma and childhood experiences and the figures in your life really do play yeah. A massive role in yeah, your and development. Yeah, and parents can as well, massively. Um, yes, yes. I'm, I'm very lucky now, because even though I do not have my mum, the the my, my biological mother in my life, and she was a massive part of my life for sixteen years, I do have a very wonderful stepmom. I mean, there was there's been times where it's been quite rocky, and I've had really really struggled with connecting with her and I've there have been times where I'm like oh I just hate her I just can't stand like her and she's this and she's that but I feel like I'm in the best place with our relationship now and I genuinely looking back on the times where I've felt awful about her it's usually because of my own mental health because I've won she's been stopping me from hurting myself or stopping stopping me from doing things that are are inevitably going to be bad for me and now I can kind of see that and she's wonderful and I'm so lucky to have that whereas a lot of people who've lost yeah. a parent won't have that and won't have that extra yeah, support. And I think, you know you in particular are really lucky like your dad just seems to get it right with your stepmom like he's he's so lucky to have yeah. her as much as you're lucky to have her um and all your step siblings yeah. are really lovely as well. <laughs> yeah I've had I think I have I've had to put a lot of my because family isn't blood, family isn't no. always, you can choose your family as much as you can choose yeah. your friends, and I'm so lucky to have family members that I've been able to choose, and I have a mum in my life that I've been able to choose, and I have a dad, and parents make mistakes, like your mum and your dad and your step-parents no, are not going to be are perfect people. Human. Especially step parents that come into the relationship exactly. that haven't previously had their own kids. Like that, think about how exactly. like, and that, difficult that must be to them. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I, I could not imagine taking on somebody else's kids as if they're your own and loving them unconditionally as if they're your own is so, yeah. a beautiful thing. Very it's often. so no and I, I can't and you know parents the thing the thing is I think parents are allowed to make mistakes as long as they are around to fix them yeah, and apologize and take responsibility for them, for and them grow with you exactly and I think that's a yeah. big thing that you and your mum have been developing like your ability to for you to take responsibility and your mum to take responsibility because no, nobody exactly. is blameless in the situation there is and no yeah no it's I feel fine, like I'm talking fine. a lot today it's insightful <laughs> um but no, me and Mum have definitely been on a journey of forgiveness and of reviewing what we've both done wrong in the years or so what we've both done right in the years so that we can continue to do what's right and less of what's wrong. Um, yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. journey to go on. I'm so glad that I've oh, been able to see you go on that journey but one as well. Of, one of the things that You're welcome. I, 
um, most recent council said because I've had so many is you know we would talk about a situation with my mum <laughs> and she kind of encouraged me to start speaking to my mum again as did other people around me because I, I felt ready um, and one of the things she said yeah. was okay you were 16 when all that happens I'm, you're 19 now you're seeing it through adult yeah. eyes even though I'm not an adult like oh I'm 52 like even in those three years I've <laughs> You do Thank behave you so like you much. are 52 really years old, let's put that out there. You, know, you are basically retired retire. already. We've said that on the <laughs> podcast last time, but man, you are basically yeah. a middle-aged woman who just loves I am a wine. wine. You're a wine mum. And I have my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a do- you're a dog wine mum. Like, so what? true. Um, but yeah, like, I'm seeing this through adult eyes and that's the best thing that anybody, not just like a capstone, like anybody's ever said to me because I'm like, yeah, I am seeing it through adult eyes in the first time. Exactly. You're Even, a different person. I, I definitely feel like I've changed for the better and I've grown and I've yeah. developed into the best version of me that I can be at the moment. I could get better. We all know that I could get better. Everyone has a, has a capability to improve. Like I have things that I've got to improve about myself. Yeah. And everyone has things that they've got to improve about. You could be better at whatever... Whatever you are, you can always be improving yourself. I'm a million miles better than who I was when I was 16 because I was so angry about so many things and I was feeling so much hurt about so many things. Whereas now, it'd be wrong to say I've made peace with those things, but I definitely view view them through adult eyes. That's all I can say. That I I just, yeah. And like, never discredit what you feel felt as a younger person because I don't think it's it's not in like it's not I don't know try and describe it (laughs) it's like it's not um unimportant kind of thing it's not any less valid it's not any less valid than what you're feeling now just because you were younger and in a different headspace it's still valid that your, your anger is valid and your experiences and the way you perceive things then are completely okay it's just a case of emotions and experiences and perception changes as yeah, you grow exactly. and as I, a person i fully stand by that i mean i feel like mum has probably also developed and grown in her own way even though um tongue then even though she um yeah hasn't had such a massive development or life change as me because you know she's in her 40s yeah i i don't know i just i feel like we've both change for the better but, and now is the right time yeah to do this and that's why it's worked i'm so happy oh yeah i'm so happy that you have come to the right time of like oh, thank you. doing this experience right have you got any um, what what else have you got written down do in your little notes my little why you eventually cut off contact with your mum I'm happy to go into that in some detail because I think it's important. Um, I don't particularly want to share all of it just because there's a lot of stuff that isn't fair for me to share because it's my mum's personal information as well as it is my personal experience. But I can, ex- I can yeah. talk about my experience with my mum. So my mum has some mental health problems that mean that she can become delusional and 
often her truth is so far from the actual truth and her reality is very much in her head as her own reality. Um, no, I think that's breathing CJ really hard hear. right now. <laughs> no, that's CJ. I can just hear. That's CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh bless him! Right, um, he's so cute. I look. We, CJ is joining yes. the third host of the podcast today, yes. featuring his wonderful breathing. Oh, I don't see. Um, still breathing. But yeah, my mum, <laughs> my my stepmom and my dad have often we've we have a lot of chats about. It, we're very open, but um, my stepmom has said something really good that she's she's kind of got her own bubble and her own reality in her head. And everybody else is on the outside living, like, actual life. And she's very caught up in her own bubble of existence. So a lot of the stuff that I grew up thinking was the truth and thinking was my reality and thinking was how the world worked yeah. wasn't. And it was a complete lie. And Well, it wasn't fiction. a lie. It was a complete, fiction, yeah. like, fiction. Yeah, it was like, it was as if I'd grown up in a, ra- a weird storybook with a life that wasn't actually my own life. Um, and coming out of that at age 16 and having to kind of relearn everything I knew about my childhood and the world around me and the people around me was really, really difficult. Um, And the the more I found out about what my mum had done and how she had treated me, and the more I found out that it wasn't normal, a lot of the stuff that she did and how she behaved, the more I kind of resented her for a lot of her... Yeah raising of me I resented a lot of the way she treated me and I think when when I when I was younger it was very easy to convince me of things yeah. convince, it's very All easy to convince a child quite, of the truth you know, that you if, if you see it in that way yeah like if if you said to a child oh the grass is blue and they were like no it's green you'd be like no 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 it's blue you, I'm, I'm telling you it's blue which means it is blue then they would go like continue to believe that the grass is blue and because, that's blue yeah, and that colour is blue and, blah, blah, blah. and yeah and as um, I think as I grew up I kind of when you hit a certain age as a teenager you're kind of like you have to you have outside sources telling you other information and you have people around you telling you other things and you kind of get that that knowledge for yourself unfortunately a lot of the stuff that my mum spoke about was my dad and my other family members and everything like that and so I was cut off a lot from those people so I didn't have those people telling me their truth and the actual truth of the situation because I was very much isolated as a child I only had my mum whoever she was seeing at the time and my sister and I was occasionally allowed to visit my dad and my stepmom but there was so much turbulent difficult um experiences there and it was it was quite traumatic and then I think when I was about 10 11 I stopped seeing my dad completely um and yeah it was pretty awful I didn't speak to him I didn't talk to him because obviously I had been told a lot of things about him that weren't true um and my mum has had several stays in um mental hospitals so facilities to help her because she has had a lot of really she's really struggled with her mental health and herself and it's been really difficult time but when I when I got to about 16 um 
it all obviously as I said it's all came to a head when my stepdad Dave died and I loved him very much and in the process of him passing away my mum's behaviour was very erratic and I remember even when Dave got ill (laughs) even when it wasn't terminal when it was just cancer that was decreased um even then she started going a bit off the rails and it was yeah yeah my mum's my mum's always been eccentric as a character um which can be really good but also when you are raising a child you need stability and you need something to keep them and I, i i don't it's difficult because I don't hate my mum. I, I do love my mum and I've had some amazing experiences with my mum. And she, some of the things she's taught me and some of the things she's really instilled in me is so important and so beautiful. And I've had some really great experiences, but I hate who, I hate the illness yeah. and what it's done to her and how she's, and what it's, it's done it's to like me. The and about the it's that it's I awful. Earlier. And I, why are you going to, holding on to the stone yeah exactly and that doesn't she doesn't that doesn't make my mum a bad person it just doesn't make her a very good mum like she she is still a wonderful person I'm sure but she is not a mum that I can have in my life and it's very difficult so when I was 16 I I kind of experienced a lot of stuff that kind of opened my eyes and I realized that what she was doing to me was Mm. emotional abuse um and I basically had lived 16 years of my life in fear and and uncertainty and a lot of emotional pain and I think also my own mental health had started to play up when I was about 13 so I was going through that as well so I can't blame everything that happened to me on my mum and that experience with her but a lot of my childhood and all of my trauma is kind of due to my mum and a lot of the loss and everything I've experienced is a lot is very much connected to her and so when I when I kind of got out of that situation it has been a lot better and I, I have to say living with my dad at first was really difficult because mm. I had to unlearn a lot of things that I knew about him um, that weren't true so it was very awkward at first and but now I've never been more comfortable yeah. in the house and I'm so lucky to have the family that I have and I've had an on and off relationship with my mum, but it seems like every time I do get back in contact with her, something goes wrong or she does something and it just reminds me of how awful it was. And I just, I just can't, I don't have the capacity to deal with that at the moment. And that's not, I think a lot of, I think there is a struggle with self-blame. So I would, I really do struggle with blaming myself for not being yeah. able to deal with my mum and not being able to have her in my life because I want her in my life and I want to look after her and care for her because that's my mum. I would so... I'm so used yeah, to like how I saw her, yeah. if that makes sense. So trying to look after her. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'm so used to wanting to make sure that she's safe and okay because sometimes she can yeah. be unsafe. Um and there's a lot of guilt that comes with having to yeah. let go of her for my own health. And all I can say to anyone who's experiencing a similar situation or is has a abu- like not abusive parents. If you have abusive parents, if you have emotionally manipulative parents, if you have parents that just make you feel awful, 
don't feel guilty if yeah. you need to cut them off and take time for yourself. If you can, if you're in a place, a safe place where you can, can cut off those people in your life, don't feel guilty because you are the most important thing in your life and you have to look after yourself and put yourself first. And if it is causing you harm or pain or is exactly. putting you in danger, and sometimes you should not you be in that situation. You have to be the adult in the situation despite you being the child. And you have to... <laughs> you know sort of make the decision yeah. right if they're not going to take care of me I've got to take care of me and one huge way that I've got to do that is by yeah. doing it on my own yeah and I think you have to you all have to also remember that it is awful to be put in a situation and no child should be put in a situation where they have to be the adult but when you are put in a situation like that I it is you have you just have to do it and sometimes yeah. it's sometimes it's a necessity but always remember that my my therapist a really good therapist I had once was talking to me and was like yes, you know you have like an inner, child have an inner child all the time like there are yeah you have an inner child and you have to look after the inner child and you need to listen to the needs of that inner child as if they were your kids like you thing. cannot just quiet them and shut them down it is, I no, think it is, but, like, like, universal therapist thing. Like. And I just, like, was selected this card, and she's like, why have you selected that card? And I said, oh, I chose this one because I feel like it represents me. I feel like a lot of the time I'm sort of stuck in, like, a 15-year-old's, like, mindset sort of thing. Kind of, like, I always mindset. imagine it like Phoebe yeah. and friends. Like, the theory is that Phoebe and friends still act quite childlike because her mum killed herself. And she had that really traumatic event when she was like 13 or 14 or whatever. So ever since she's sort of been stuck in that yeah. place. And I kind of feel a bit like that. But then at the same time, I'm like, actually, I've come so far since I was 15 or whatever. You know, I, I've grown so much. And I think you can yeah. see that, like, in the way I speak and the way I, um, you know, approach, approach situations now. And yeah. Yeah. I bought, I have a little like I do obviously I'm this is mainly yeah. we're going from your notes and what you kind of want to talk about but is there anything like positive attributes that you think you've been given by a mother or like any like positive genetics that you've been given by your mum or anything positive that you've been given by your mum that you kind of want to you know what I mean like <sighs> or you can say oh my, I have my mum's nose or my mum's eyes or something like that or you can say oh my mum like did this yeah. said this really good thing to me once um, and it's always like stayed with me <laughs> I definitely have my mum's humour which is just it really scares me <laughs> but it does also mean that like we will say things in sync sometimes particularly when I was younger I say a lot of things in sync yeah. um, and I think we both before her mental health didn't get like before her mental health went bad she was very rational and very like yeah. if a situation came to her she was like right okay take a step back think about it properly take a deep breath um that sort of dissipated like when yeah. she got ill basically um and she started on her meds yeah. but that side of mum is starting to come out again now and I feel like I've definitely taken that yeah I think you've definitely inherited that from her you're such a rational you are such a down to earth and rational logical thinker and when it, then when there was a problem <laughs> I always come a to you I'm like rational do. tell me what to do and you're like step back yep. take well, a breath you can't solve any deep breath it's, it's like, fine 
I don't know how to describe it, but like you can't be in the middle of a hurricane and expect to get out of it. You have to step away and you have to view it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to move yourself from the middle of the hurricane yeah. before you start thinking about, oh, what am I going to do when I'm out of this hurricane? How am I going exactly. to live after this hurricane before I actually get out take of it breath first? And think, right, where do I start? Because there's absolutely, yeah. you know, so I, I think my humour and my rationality. Um, I love that. I think, for me, I think for me, I've inherited, this probably won't sound like a good thing, but I think I've, I've inherited a, a lot thing. of... Like me, me and mum are quite blunt and stubborn as well. Yeah. 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 I think mine's more if someone's like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yes, yeah. I can. Yeah, like, don't tell me that. what to do in my life, you know? <laughs> so um, I think that's really good. And my stubbornness to, like, if I put my mind to something, I will do it. And it, no one can stop me from doing it. And sometimes it can be quite destructive, like, when I'm trying to hurt myself or yeah. if I'm doing something that's like not very good for myself I'll be like no I'm doing it I'm doing it anyway I don't care what yeah. anyone says and that's very much like very much like my mum and but it's, it can also be really good when I'm putting my mind to things I want to do like university or my my work like that I want to yes. do I'm like exactly. I'm doing it and no one can tell me that I'm not going to do it which is really good and I think I've also inherited everyone really? says it but I've also inherited my mum's singing sing. voice and she has a wonderful singing voice she's so yeah, she's got a beautiful singing voice. She used to sing to me when I... <laughs> oh, let's go down memory lane. Um, <laughs> she used to sing Amazing Grace to me when I was a child, when I was, like, falling asleep. And she does Aww. have such an incredible singing voice, and she's a very talented woman. And I think I have inherited that from her, and I'm I'm so glad that well, I have, because it's such a beautiful thing to carry with her, and it's such a beautiful thing to remind me of sense, the positive person that she can be. singing voice. Um, however, it's not a good one. <laughs> I've also inherited her dance moves. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. So, for you. you know, if you hear wailing, yeah. it's probably us. I know he's Mama and Papa. Mama, like Mama, Mama and Papa's choir. Let's do it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I right, what else sort of you got me to talk about? go through, you know, reconnecting and rekindling with my mum. I wondered if my experience yeah. at all inspired or influenced you to do something similar or if you think it's going to take more time for you. I think watching your experience it hasn't made me jealous but it has made me sad because I would love to be able to do that but I just know that it's not a possibility um because I think your mum is much more open to yeah yeah uh, like accepting blame yeah accepting blame and change and understanding and your mum obviously your mum maybe like have her own mental struggles but when somebody is in the same way as like your mum my mum struggles with anxiety and depression which is manageable whereas your mum very much struggles to be managed (laughs) i think that's the only way to put it yeah she's very (laughs) she's very unmanageable as a person and i it does it does make me feel sad when i look at you your relationship and like watching you go through that and be able to rekindle that 
it, it does make me a little bit jealous yeah. but not in a way of like oh, i want to take that away from you like i'm, I'm so glad that. i would i just want to celebrate it You're so, so much thank you i'm like, like i i think a lot of people say that jealousy is a really toxic emotion yeah. and i think it is but it's, it's an emotion it's that very, we all feel and i don't think we should feel ashamed emotion, of feeling and it sometimes it can be used for good and to motivate yeah you know, and it's the, the, there's a mature, as you said, it's there's a mature way to feel jealous about things, and there's an immature way to feel jealous about things. I mean, if you're looking at someone and you're like, "Oh, I'm really jealous yeah. of that person in the way they look. I wish they were ugly, or I wish they were this, or I wish they were that, or I want to change that person. I want to change myself." And that's not very healthy, and that's not very productive. But if you, it is a feeling that you're gonna feel, and you just have kind of have to yeah. not feel bad about it's, feeling it's just, jealous and not feel shame about feeling jealous. Natural, it's, it's a natural like chemical reaction in your brain. Um, but yeah. it's basically how you choose to deal with it, and how you choose for it to like, like yeah, affects you as the you know your maturity and stuff like that. So yeah. it makes me really sad to hear that you're sad, but yeah. It's it's less sad. It's just more longing for that. But I know that I'm I'm so lucky. I keep saying that I'm really yeah. lucky, but I have a stepmom who's wonderful and does her very best to like be there for me in the ways that my mom would be there for me. And and sometimes I'm just I just have to kind of come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to have that in my life. And certain things my stepmom will be able to do, and certain things she won't be able to do, and certain things. I will just have to go without, and that's yeah, okay because very, I have very well other people in my life, and I'm, I'm, I'm whole as, a, I know, and I'm, I'm a whole person on my own, and I, as much as I love my mum, and I want a mum in my life, and I want someone to look after me, I, I'm very much looked after without her, and I'm very much, I'm yeah. much more mentally healthy I, I without agree, that relationship. I think, I think you know why would you need your mum who's so unhealthy for you and so you know, it doesn't really bring anything positive to your life when you have so many friends that do, your stepmum who does. You know, you have aunties who do. Yeah. You're basically my mum. Like, come on now. You're that. basically That's my mum. That's <laughs> um, You know, I, I'll be your honorary mother, if you like. That's all right, but I feel like it is important. Um, and there are some girls and boys out there who don't have a mum or a stepmum or any sort of female positive female figure in their life and I just think that's so sad. We'll be your mum. We'll you know, be your you mums. Can leave, you can we'll be your honorary mums. Come on, it's um, okay. No, you, no we're both, we're both in a lesbian relationship. So <laughs> that is the thesis. We're both actually secretly the in love secret with each other and the are secret secretly lesbians. Out. So we're going to be your lesbian mums. <laughs> the secret is out, guys. Just to let you know. <laughs> When I get an actual girlfriend slash boyfriend, we you Aww. we I'll be your lesbian mum. Rachel will be you your straight mum. I'll be your lesbian mum. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, you've got the best of both worlds. Quite in you get a bit of both. There. If only you were a man. <laughs> um, yeah, so. What, what, is um, there anything else you want to talk about particularly? Not really. Yeah, just. I think no, I feel like we've covered all reiterate that no matter the relationship that you have with your mum or any family member, if it's not good for you, it's totally, 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 one hundred percent okay to walk away from it. 
you know. Exactly. And celebrate yourself as your mum. Like, if you raised yourself, if you put more effort and like life into yourself, then your actual biological mum has then celebrate yourself. And if there is somebody else in your life that you think has raised you more yeah. and done more for you as a mum than your actual mum then celebrate them because it's okay and not every mother child relationship is going to be conventional and yeah, every exactly. mum is going to be the poster box mum you exactly. see like pulling pulling out a pie from the oven and like that, exactly. not to be sexist like, but even like, do what they like parents, but you know what I mean <laughs> like the one out at work and my dad was a primary carer and that's that's okay that's absolutely fine and okay it's okay exactly and if you need There's time away you need it. that it's time away good. for a reason i don't think me and mum would be where we are now if i hadn't had that time away i feel like we both needed that time to True that. sort ourselves out to you know really yeah. you know like i said earlier, like step out of the situation review it and deal with it ourselves um and for us it's worked it yeah. may not be you and I'm really sorry if it doesn't, um, but... Yeah. And it's going to be okay. You know, we just want to tell you, whatever you're going through right now, it's going to be okay. Your life. You know, there are... Your life will still go on. No. Um, you will. Oh, God. You will. She's going. She's started. Celine Dion was like Celine Dion. She's Canadian. I don't know that. She was. Sorry. Celine Dion raised me. Your mum actually a bit like Celine Dion. She raised me. I've never noticed that before. Oh my god. (gasps) Maybe. Is my mum Celine Dion? No, no, no. Quick but end the end the episode. I think we, we should also like give like, a quick shout out to all <laughs> the women who haven't got their mums. We well, to all the people that don't have their mums in their lives, um, through them passing away. Yes. Yeah. And all mums that are doing that their absolute best and all mums that feel like they're not doing good enough just remember it's better that you're sticking around with your child and working on your problems and working through your things and you're just a human you cannot be your whole life and personality is not you just being a mum you have to look after yourself as well as your kids just make sure that you're there as well like it's okay to make mistakes exactly it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to um, fuck up, and, and but you just got to make sure that you're there to apologise and, and you know, move on and work on those things. Deal with it because I feel like so often, yeah. especially in the in British and culture, to... things are just swept under the rug because nobody wants to really discuss those things or talk about it. You know, it's not you yeah. know just sort of ignore it and get on with it. Um, yeah, yeah. And to all the kids who are out there, be like just think it's okay to act like dicks no, to their parents because they just want to act can like dicks. They can be the best people Don't in your do life. That. They can also be the Don't. worst people in your life. And if Please, your parents kindness. are amazing and are the best people in your life, why ruin that? Yes. Just don't be a dick. Just try your best to be as nice as possible. But if there are being... This, it's very yes. complex, but we you know what we're getting at and we hope that you've enjoyed you the episode. Good. And also, if you, if you feel... Yeah. Um, you know, comfortable enough to let us know your story of your mums. We'd be very interested. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
email us, message us, DM us. We'll probably put something up on our story that relates to this. Oh, why can... you just... oh, we haven't disappeared, but like the noise went funny. Yeah, are you in the bathroom? Did oh, it? okay, that's fine. You sound a bit better. Oh, no. Like... no, I'm like right here. Oh, good, excellent. Well, uh, before all the. Oh, what, my, my God, side? that was a very loud breath. That'll probably be CJ. Yeah. He's a bit more than an asthma CJ, pump. I mean, a new heart pump, would probably do um... some good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So yeah, like thank you for listening to the episode. Do we have before we go because I know we I don't think we've been doing this very consistently. Do we have um, a recommendation? Yeah, I was going to say, have you week? got a recommendation? But clearly not. Really? Okay. So oh, no, I haven't. I've got so many good ones, and I don't know which one to. This is what I'm trying to think. Which one is mum themed? Oh, okay. I've got a couple of books. So the first book is the one that I'm reading at the oh, moment. I'm ready. By Hit me with the Fletcher. Um, I literally yeah. was about to say, oh, I listened to her podcast and I'm Happy currently Baby. reading a new book. This is what yes. my iPad is kind of balanced on as well. Um, it's called Letters on Motherhood, and it's really, it's yes. really. Oh, I just a lot of the time I find that I don't have time to read because I'm so tired from working all the time. Well, I'm not. I still have to go to work. But now it's, you're it's in better. quarantine. I'm, I've got all the time but in the now, world, minus my contract hours. You've got all the time um, in the world. <laughs> so, and this book is really easy to pick up because they're literally <laughs> letters that she's written through her pregnancies or specifically to one of her sons because she's got three sons or to other parents or to her body or to, you know, other yeah. members of the family. And it's really, really interesting because they are just letters or poems. They're really short. It's really easy to pick it up, read a few pages, put it down. And, you know, today I think I've read like the first pages in like like, three sittings because it's just so easy to pick up and go. Um, And, you know, I'm not a mum, but I find it really... Yeah. Okay, so something that I really like, because my favourite podcasts are like mum podcast like happy mum happy baby or mother's meeting by louise pentland but they're my favorites because i really feel like they talk about bodies yeah. in a way that girls our age don't talk about bodies because you know yeah exactly Your and body that's changes what i always think like when you become a mum as you get older as now well. it will change in five years in 10 years in 15 years and that to me is really exciting yeah. Go on. I think we could we could do a yes. yeah, we could probably do a whole like other podcast on bodies because a lot of my recovery and a lot of exactly. my focusing on like looking after myself is because I want to be a mum one day. So I'm like looking after my body and like it doesn't matter like as long as you're yeah. for me it's like I wanna be healthy enough to have a and child I actually and I wanna look after read my body because today. I know that it's gonna be about, the thing that's carrying um, a child. One of possibly. her boys like cuddling up to her just after she had her um, youngest son and like looking at her belly and when mummy I love your belly because it's squishy and about how yeah. much she loved that because yes she may have hated it when she was a teenager but yeah. you know that's a body that made her three sons I mean it's the most amazing thing in the world yeah. so even if you're not a mum I highly highly recommend it because it's just yeah 
I think that is. I think we should G- make that the recommendation. G-Spectre, so Giovanna, G, 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 G Fletcher. Yeah, and then there's a Happy Mum, Happy Baby. Happy Mum, Happy Baby. Book happy as well, but I haven't read it, it, so I don't feel like I can recommend that yet. Okay. Yeah. I think that's. I think yeah, that's a good recommendation. I think if we should we save the others for another. Because we're going to need a lot of them, considering we're continuing to this yes, podcast for quite a exactly. while. We're going to need a lot of the foreseeable future. So, yeah. I think it's if really you want to be a mum, I know this is going off on another tangent. So, talk about it properly another time, but it's also absolutely okay if you are a woman oh, and you geez, don't want to have babies. It's not for everyone. Exactly. That's what I literally I wanted it's to say. That's why I didn't want to go like, too much like tangent, gardening. But you don't have to have kids. <laughs> That's really random. You don't like I'm, what? I'm, I'm, I don't like macaroni cheese. Oh my god! You know, what is wrong with you? Macaroni cheese. I think it's disgusting. I think it's well, yeah, awful. Macaroni but there's not. This well. is. Are you shaming me right now? <laughs> you know what? Let's end this podcast on a, on, a, on a sour note. I hate you. Um, and oh, I hate so you. Because macaroni cheese is grim. If you like macaroni cheese, right, we're going to put a poll up and you're going to have to vote if macaroni cheese is fit or it's not fit. If it's, if, wait, <laughs> if, is macaroni yes. cheese cold, tepid, or boiling? Okay, is it? Yeah, and we're going to put that on our Instagram and you're going to have to comment. So let's end it here because oh but my I god, love, we've been I ranting really and raving and tangenting. For I, the I've thing. enjoyed recording all of them, obviously. But this one's just been... Me too! Yeah. Oh, I love I feel like this was a really interesting one. It was lovely to record with you, my love. Also, I can't wait to Thank you for listening to this episode of Busty Babes. Join us every Friday for a new podcast featuring myself, Rachel, and my best friend, Beth. Yes. Don't forget to email us at bustybabespodcast at hotmail.com for any questions, if you want any advice, any topic ideas that you want us to record, or just any funny stories that you want to enlighten us with. Have a lovely week, and we'll see you on Friday. Woo! Woo! Bye! Bye!